Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us. Thank you guys. Good morning. Good morning to everyone that's joining in on my podcast. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin, and we're talking about biblical principles for daily living. Thank you all for joining in. Um, We're talking about overcoming fear today by having confidence in God's love for us. How many of you know that when we have confidence in God's love for us, that fear will have no place in us? So, Father, we just come together thanking you for being in the midst of us, Father. For you you said we're two or three are joined together, Lord God, that you are right here with us, Father. We thank you for a rhema word. Holy Spirit, we thank you for comforting us, Father God, and for bringing this word back to our remembrance when the spirit of fear tried to come upon us. For you said when we have confidence in God's love for you, Father, fear will have no place in us when we have confidence in your love for us. For perfect love cast out fear. And Father God, we thank you for loving on us. Holy Spirit, we thank you for comforting us. And Father God, we give you the glory. We ask you to take the blinders off our eyes and open so we can see and open our ears so we can hear. And we thank you that our hearts are good ground because we come here hungering and thirsting because our desire is to do the right thing, not the wrong thing, Father. And we want to walk. We do not want to walk in fear, but we want to be able to trust you, Father. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, Father God, we thank you that as we speak your word and we release it in faith, that it will land on good ground, Father, and that your seed that's being sown into the heart and lives of others, that it will bring forth a good harvest. It will manifest a good harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, thank you guys for joining in. I'm Martha Pearlie Martin. Thank you for joining in my podcast biblical principles for daily living please share the broadcast um today we're going to be talking about overcoming fear by having faith in god's love for us we're coming out of second timothy 1 and 7 if you want to take notes second timothy 1 and 7 reminds us that god has not given us a spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind um fear is a spirit here is telling us that fear definitely is a spirit right so, and it's a spirit that God has not given us. It's a spirit of fear that does not come from God. So if it does not come from God, it's not something that we should be entertaining. It's not something um, that, that we, there's something that we should be resisting. We know that we can feel fear because when fear comes upon us, it's like a heaviness or a dark shadow. Um, it makes us timid. It makes us afraid it makes us nervous it causes anxiety um that's what fear is that's what fear is and we've all felt that spirit come on us um fear has to do with punishment fear has to do with punishment fear has to do with punishment because What is it that we're fearing? Every time the spirit of fear comes, it's coming to torment us about something. Um, If you don't pay your bill, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen to your kids. This is going to happen. It's the voice of the enemy. Fuel is fueled by the voice of the devil trying to make us believe that something bad is going to happen. Fear is having faith in something that really hasn't happened yet. But it's also time to make us afraid to trust God because we're, you know, we're looking at, because when we're walking by sight, we're not walking by faith. 
And so we're looking at the situation and the circumstances. So fear wants us to think that we're going to sink. Fear wants us to think that something bad is going to happen because fear has to do with torment. And that is the torment. The torment is that fear brings is if you don't get to do this, then this isn't going to happen. If you don't do this, then this isn't going to happen. And so we're worried and fearful about things that haven't happened yet. But don't allow your fear to activate your faith. Okay? Because fear can activate your faith. Remember Job said, the thing that I feared the most has come upon me. So our fear can activate our faith. And so then when these things happen, we say, see, I told you. Well, what has happened? Your fear has activated your faith. So I come here with good news, letting you know that um, the way we get rid of fear, the spirit of fear is by having confidence in God's love for us. First John 4, 16, NLT say, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. So why is this? Because perfect love, God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect or more complete or more mature. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this earth. Such love, what kind of love? What kind of love? It says such love has no fear. What kind of love? Uh, Living in love, uh, those who live in love live in God. Okay, so when we're walking in love, when we're walking in love and we're living in God's love, we're not going to have no fear because when we're walking in love and we're having faith in God's love, then fear, because perfect love casts out fear. This is the kind of love that casts out fear. Having faith in God's love for us, it casts fear away from us because God is love and all who live in love live in God. So when we're walking in love and uh, we're, we're, we're abiding in God because God is love. And so when we're walking in love, you can't walk in love and fear at the same time. Because when we're, when we're walking in love, that kind of love, walking in the love of God, it casts out fear. Such love has no fear. I'm coming from 1 John 4 and 18 right now. 1 John 4 and 18 NLT. Such love has no fear. What kind of love is that? The kind of love when we're walking and living in God's love or walking in God's love. If we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Fear is in the flesh. Love is in the spirit. God is love. So when we walk in love, fear will have no place in us. You see what I'm saying? Because walking in love is walking in the spirit. When we walk in love, walk in the spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Such love has no fear because perfect love, mature love, it expels or it casts out all fear. God is love, the devil is fear. When we're walking in love, God is casting out the devil. Fear and love can't walk together because there's no fear in love when we're walking in God's love. Because when we're walking in God's love, we're walking in his confidence. We're walking in his boldness. So we can't have boldness and fear at the same time. I remember when the Lord gave me this revelation, um, I used to be so timid of, of really what it is, it's the fear. Sometimes it depends on what what area of fear the enemy is stacking in. But the fear of man, this is what causes us to be afraid to tell people the truth. This is what causes us to be afraid to uh, stand in front of people and speak. We call it shy. But the devil is a liar. The, it's, shy, it's not shy, it's fear. It's being timid is fearful. And, and what it comes from is 
the fear of man. And the Bible talks about this. He tells us that the fear of man causes a snare. Because what is that? We're afraid of what people are going to think. We're afraid of people's opinions. We're afraid of, you know, all these other kind of things. Because that makes us self-centered too. Because we're not thinking about uh, what God thinks. We're thinking more about what people are going to think about us. Rather than, you know, allowing God to use us so people can see the God in us. It's not about what they think. Because they are the naysayers. It's about what God thinks. And I remember when God delivered me from that spirit of fear. And then he put, uh, when the spirit of fear left, then the spirit of boldness came. And now I can stand uh, amongst millions of people and not feel afraid. Why? Why is this? Um, Because I have confidence in God's love. And when we have confidence in God's love for us, and we're saying what he's saying, Um, That's all we are doing is being the messengers, the ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Christ. We're called, we're here here to say what he say, not what we want. Uh, And we're we're here to represent him in the earth. We are ministers and reconciliators. Our job is to reconcile people back to Christ in the earth. You know, um, so having confidence in God's love for us casts fear away from us. God is love, and when we walk in, in, uh, in uh, love, then we're, we're abiding in God. Such love has no fear, for perfect love casts out fear. So when fear comes upon you, tell that spirit, because like I say, you can feel it. Tell it, God loves me. And because God loves me, not only is all things working together for my good, but God is for me. And when God is for me, nothing or no one can come against me. But it's so important that we start practicing the word of God today. Today, don't wait till tomorrow. Start practicing it today. When fear come upon you, whether it's uh, afraid to drive on the highway or afraid to do whatever it is, um, we have to conquer those fears and say to that fear, God is for me. God is going to protect me. No evil can come nigh me because God is with me. Not only is God with me, but the Bible tells us that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That means that the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. I'm going to stop right here for a minute so you can think about what I just said, that our body is the temple, Corinthians tells us, so his spirit lives on the inside of us. The spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. I'm going to just sit right there for a second. I want you to meditate on what I just said. Because a lot of times we say, God is for me. God is with me. And all those things are true. But I want us to add to that and say, God is in me. The spirit of the living God. We have everything, everything that pertains to life and godliness is on the inside of us. We're fully equipped. We have the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And because God is for us, nothing or no one can stand against us. We have the Spirit. Jesus said, in, you know, in this world we're going to have some trouble. But if we keep our mind, but in Him we'll have peace. And He tells us not to be afraid because He's already overcome the world. We have the, we're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. 
he Christ has already overcame everything that we're coming to. That's why it's nothing new under the sun. What's going on now has already been done. The situation and circumstances may be a little different, but the spirit behind the scene is still the same. The devil only have three modes of operation, you guys. It's to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what Jesus said in John 10, 10. He said he was the good shepherd and he come that we might have life and life more abundantly. But he said, it's the thief that cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the devil MO is to steal, kill, and destroy. But having confidence in God's love for us will cast fear away from us. When the spirit of fear comes to settle upon you, worry, worry is fear. Uh, Anxiety is fear. Look up the word. One of the meanings is going to be fear. When Quit calling it yours. My anxiety. I hear people talk about it. My anxiety. My Every time you claim it, every time you confess it, you possess it. It's not yours. And Look up the word. Look up the meaning of the word. Anxiety and fear is going to be one of the meanings. It's a spirit of fear. And it comes to torment. And it has you shaking so bad. That's a tormenting spirit. It's tormenting you. It has you where you can't breathe and everything. When your breath comes, our breath comes from God, okay? The devil can't steal it and he can't have it. So what we do when that spirit comes on you, I remember my daughter used to deal with it real bad and I used to tell her, quit letting the devil punk you. Either you're gonna, we're going to fight or we're going to flight. Because what it is, you just get your, the devil gets you so worked up and so overwhelmed and he puts all these cares in our head and this is why the Lord tells us in Peter to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Why is this? Because God knows that cares and concerns turns into worries and fears. So God is saying, look, I need you to cast it on me because you can't carry it. And anything that we're worrying about, even a concern, you say, well, I'm just concerned. Well, cast it, get it in this early stage. When it starts to be a concern, get rid of it right then. Because if you hold on to it, it's going to go from a concern to a care and a care to a worry. So let's cast that care upon the Lord. Let's cast those fears upon the Lord. Don't let the devil just sit there and have his way. Don't let the devil just sit there and say what he wants to say. I like to say that we're in a word war. So it's a word for a word. I want you to know that when we don't trust God that we call him a liar. And the Bible says in Hebrews 23, 19, that God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind or have to repent about anything. Does he not speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? He who promises faithful. God, anything that God promised, he will do. So if the word of God is not manifesting in our lives, it's never on his side because everything he's already said is already finished. You see what I'm saying? It's already finished. Okay, it's like this. If I want some dish liquid, I don't really have to pray about it. I don't have to do it. I don't have to try to reinvent it or make it. It's already there. All I have to do is go to the store and get it. It's already complete. It's already been made. It's already been manufactured. It's already in the bottle. I can just go get the dish liquid. I believe that if I get in my car, I can go up there and get that dish liquid. It's already done. It's already finished. It's already, 
everything that God has done said has already been done. It's already finished and we have to go and get it. How do we get what God has said? How do we see the promises of God manifested in our lives? It's by faith and action. The Bible tells us that Abraham's faith was made complete by his works. And Abraham was considered a friend of God because he trusted God. He believed God. And not only did he have faith in God, but he carried out the act. He was willing to sacrifice his son Isaac. And so he was counted, it was counted unto him as righteousness. Because not only did he believe, but he was willing to put, he had to put the action. It's our action that causes our faith to be made complete. And I think a lot of times what the devil is getting us is he just think, he got us thinking that we can just believe something. God is not a magician, okay? Faith without works is dead. Jesus said, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. It's not enough just to believe. We have to actually have works to go with our what we're believing. And our works must correspond with what we're believing. In other words, if I believe I could drive a car, my works would be to go get in the car. It wouldn't be going to church every Sunday praising the Lord. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that wouldn't be the works that would correspond, that would go along with what I'm believing. So whatever it is that you're believing, then those are the the works that goes with whatever it is that you're believing. If I believe that I can drive a car, then my works would be to go get in the car, turn the ignition on and drive the car. That's my works. My works are my corresponding actions. They're going to go along with what I'm believing. And I think a lot of times people's faith is in limbo because they don't know how to add works to their faith. So they think that faith is just sitting there and praying and believing and uh, believe in the Bible verse. But we have to do add our works to the Bible verse. Jesus, when he told the people, he said, your faith has made you whole. Um, The woman with the issue of blood, she heard about that Jesus was in town. She heard the report. Okay, she heard it. Faith comes by hearing. So when she heard the word, she believed the word. And so what she did was she added works to her word, her her faith. She, She didn't just, lay there and and, and um, believe that Jesus was going to come to her, she went to where he was. Thank God now he's in us. But she did something. She got out of her bed and she crawled. And she did whatever she had to do to get what she needed from Jesus. She said, I don't even have to touch him. I can just touch the hem of his garment. Her faith, that was her work. Her faith was, her faith said, I believe if I can just touch him, I'll be made whole. That was her faith. That's what she believed. But guess what? It didn't matter how much she believed. If she had not gotten out and went and actually did touch the hem of his garment, she wouldn't have got been made whole. Why? Because that was her works and her works made her faith complete. Some of our faith is not complete because we're not adding works to it. It's like, well, I'm believing God for a job, but I don't want to do any applications. Doing the applications is your works. I'm believing God for a business, but I don't want to do none of the paperwork. The paperwork is your works. I'm believing God for a ministry, but I don't want to set it up as nonprofit. That's your works. Doing the paperwork is the work. You're adding your works to your faith. And, and a lot of times we don't like to say this, but 
We act on what we believe. When people would get healed, Jesus would say to them, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. When the centurion sent his servant to um, speak to Jesus about his servant back home, he said, never mind, you don't even have to come because I'm one of authority. And I say, tell this one come, that one go. Okay, Jesus said, I've never seen so I heard of such faith. And his faith made him whole. His faith made him whole. His centurion back at home was healed. When Jesus healed the two blind men in Matthews 9, 17 through 13, they was crying out to the Lord. He was walking, you know, that's what his earthly ministry. Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. And when he entered the house of the blind, the blind men came to him. They came to him. Works, their works. This is Matthews 9, 17 through 31 about the two blind men. They came to him. That was their action. Faith is an action. Faith, you can't, when you have faith, you got to have some kind of works. Ask God when you're believing him for something. Say, God, what is it I need to do? Like, I'm, believe, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God for a house. So my works is going to be to look for the house. And then when I look for the house, then I'm going to have to go see the house. Those are my works. What are your works? Are you just sitting there and believing God for something? But you're not putting any action behind what you believe. You know, the lepers, the 10 lepers that came to Jesus, remember? It said they came to him. Now, we come to Jesus in prayer, right? Because he's not on the earth. He, you know, his spirit is on the inside of us. So we come to him in prayer. We approach him in prayer. That's how we come to him. Then we need to know, Lord, what is it I need to do? Is there something I need to do here? What's my work? Faith without works is dead. Is your faith hanging in limbo? Are you adding works to your faith? Whatever God asks you to do, that's what he means for you to do. But a lot of times we're not doing what we're supposed to do because we're waiting uh, for something. But that lady who crawled to him, she came to him in the position in the state that she was in. We got to come to Christ in the state, in the position that we're in. And we have to serve him from the position that we're in. He said, Moses, what is it you have in your hand? I always tell people that when we're going to be led by the spirit of God, we're definitely going to be flexible because his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. You know, we get up in the morning and we plan our day and we don't acknowledge him in all our ways. So we have our plans. And then things start coming up. And then we start to get frustrated because things aren't going our way. But when you're when you're employed by the when you when we are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're on his schedule. He's not on our schedule, but he's not gonna override our will. But God's purpose for waking us up is so we can fulfill his purpose in the earth. So we are employed. Uh, really by the Holy Ghost. We are his servants. God died for us and gave his life so we can live his life, so we can live Christ-like, so we can operate as ambassadors in the earth, his representative, his mouthpiece, uh, being the light in the midst of the darkness, being the salt of the earth so people will see God in us and be drawn to us. So we can be the light in the midst of someone's darkness. We, can, we, we express hope in the earth. When everyone else is sad and depressed and you're happy and glad and you're still 
speaking words of life. They can't figure out how she's so positive. Why? Because my hope is in Christ. It's not in what, what's going on around me. It's on, It's about the God that's inside of me. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. So whenever you feel yourself feeling hopeless, that means you're faithless. When we're hopeless, we're faithless because faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I want to stop here and wait a minute. I want to pause. I want to ask the question, what are you hoping for? Now, whatever you're hoping for, what we have to do then is find out what the word of God says about what we're hoping for. Because without the word, we don't know what God is saying. And that's that's another thing, too, why people are so hopeless, because we don't know what the counsel of God is concerning the issue. So we can't have faith for something if we don't know what God says about it. And so this is the work. This is the work. What am I believing God for? A lot of you are just are believing God for your children to be saved, for your marriage, for your job, for your, I don't know, whatever it is, find out what God's word says about it. Look up the scriptures that talk about whatever it is that you're hoping for. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Find out what God's word say about what you're hoping for. Acts 16.31. I know when my mom first got saved, that was her favorite scripture and mine too. And it says, uh, because you believe not only shall you be saved, but your household. So that gives me hope when it comes to my children, grandchildren, whoever. That gives me hope. Why? Because that's what God said. I'm not having hope in what I say or anyone. I'm having hope in what God's word says. See, so faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, when it comes to other people, other people, what we have to do is our works when it comes to other people's lives is to walk in love. That's our part. Our part is to walk in love. I'm trying to stick with having confidence in God's love for us. Having confidence in God's love for us, it overcomes the spirit of fear when it tries to come upon you. So when fear comes, I don't know, whatever the fear is, fear of flying. What is the fear? Let's do, let's really talk about this. When we talk about fear, really, it's not even fear itself. It's, it's, it's what is it attached to? When you say you are afraid, what are you afraid of? You're afraid that if you get in the plane, it's going to crash and you're going to die. That's the fear. So, but God says that he gives his angels charge over us. So we don't have to fear, be afraid of being in a plane and dying. Uh, what is it? Afraid to get in the elevator. It's not fear itself. It's what Fear is always attached to a devil's lie. Okay? Whatever. What is the fear? What are you afraid of? Then what? whatever it is that you're afraid of, that's what we need to get the counsel of God on. Okay? So I'm afraid to trust people. Well, I got good news for you. God never told you to put your trust in people. He said, matter of fact, he said, have no confidence in your own arm of flesh. So a lot of people don't have friends because the devil has convinced them that everyone's the same and people are going to hurt them. And that's a fear, a fear of being hurt, a fear of rejection. In that case, rejection would be the root. Rejection. But you don't have to protect ourselves. We're not called to protect ourselves. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the, the angel's job. That's the, the Lord's job. In this world, we're going to have some trouble. In this world, God came for people. They rejected Christ. But when man reject you, 
he was rejected by man, but chosen by God. So we can't, are there, is there a fear of rejection? Well, find out what the word says about God's love for you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. God does not reject us. Don't confuse people's behavior with God's behavior. God is not like man, okay? He said man looks on the outside, God looks at the heart, but God is not like man. His love is unconditional. He has agape love for us. So God is going to love us irregardless. He's not like people, okay? He's per- he really is perfect in all his ways. So we have to have confidence in God's love for us, and fear will have no place in us. We need to understand the counsel of God. I'm afraid to drive because I got in an accident years ago, and I'm afraid that if I drive again, then I'm going to have another accident. The angels of the Lord are encamped around about you. Just know this, that when when we have fear, every area in our lives where we have fear is an area in our lives we're walking in darkness, um, doubt. And when we're doubting God, what we're doing is we're calling him a liar. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must first believe that he exists and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11, 6. So when we, when we have fear in our lives, it's because we don't have confidence in, in God's love for us. And we don't have the counsel of God concerning the issue. We have to replace the devil's lies with God's truth. I, I said this before. I did a video, uh, uh, excuse me, a podcast on replacing the devil's lie with God's truth. Every error in our lives, go back and listen to that podcast. Every error in our lives where there's an addiction, stronghold, or a bondage is an error in our lives that's attached to a devil's lie. Every error in our lives where there's fear is attached to a devil's lie. Find out what the fear is. Oh, I'm afraid of heights. Why are you afraid of heights? I'm afraid I'm going to fall, something's going to fall, and I'm going to die. So really, it's not the heights, it's the death. Everything really comes back. Like I say, fear has to do with torment. Fear has to do with punishment, the Bible says. So it's, it's not the fear itself, it's the punishment that we are afraid of. I'm afraid to tell the truth because if I tell the truth, then this is going to happen, that's going to happen. So people lie because they're afraid of the consequences from telling the truth. You see how that is? It's just not the fear. The fear is the spirit. But so that spirit is the devil. So he comes, but he's bringing, he's saying stuff. He got words attached to that. He's whispering in our ear and say, you're going to die. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And when we don't know what the word of God say, it can grip us and torment us. The devil wants to torment us with his words. Oh, if you do this, what they gonna say? Oh, if you do this, what this gonna happen? Oh, if you do that, that's gonna happen. It, I don't care about none of that. If I don't do this, then this won't happen. Because, I'm, you know, we have to do what God say do. We're called to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to do what he say do. We can't, we're not called to be men pleasers. We're called to be God pleasers. For when we are men pleasers, then we're not God pleasers. Men pleasers are not God pleasers. We're not a servant of God when we're a servant of men. The Bible tells us this. Let me find this scripture. When we're servant of men, we're not a servant of God. 
what he's saying there is when he's talking about here he's talking about being afraid of people we can't serve two masters and we're not just talking about money because the fear of man causes a snare when we're more concerned about what people think when we're more concerned about what people think then we're less concerned about what God thinks and um, like I said that's really a pride because pride is causes us to be self-conscious and not God-conscious because um being self-conscious, that's us thinking about us and not about not about the Lord. We're not concerned about what God thinks. We're more concerned about what people think, what they're going to think about us. It's not about us. He said we must decrease so God can increase. Right? We must decrease so God can increase. It's not about what people think about us. It's about what people think about God. And when we live in fellowship and walk in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then they're going to see the God in us. So what we must walk in the light as he is in the light. So what is your fear attached to? Whatever that fear is, really fear is always, is, it has to do with torment. Fear is always going to um, lead you to believe that something bad is going to happen. But the Bible tells us, is it Romans 8, 23, that when God is for us, nothing or no one can be against us. When God is for us, nothing can be against us, right? It's Romans 8, 31. I'm sorry about that. Romans 8, 31 tells us, if God is for us, who can be against us? When God is for us, who can be against us? We don't have to be afraid of bad things happening to us. Some people, I mean, this is why I say keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. We can't go walking around always thinking negative bad things are going to happen to us because that's activating fear. That's allowing the spirit of fear to rule and reign in your life. The plan that God has for us are good and not evil. God is not withholding any good thing from us. He gave us his only begotten son. What else is there that he would not freely give us? So we we need to get up expecting good things to happen to us because God is for us. We're on the we're on the winning side. God is for us and we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Your fear is activating your faith. How can two walk together except we both agree? Amos 3 and 3 asks that question. So are you walking in agreement with the spirit of fear? Are we walking in love and and walking in fellowship with God by walking in love? Because when we walk in love, then we live in God and God lives in us. And that's the kind of love that casts out fear. Having confidence, we trust in God's love for us, the Bible says. Having faith in God's love. So when fear is in my life, that means I'm not having faith in God's love. Let's, let's, uh, Let's, there's no condemnation. Today, we're going to do what God say, and that spirit of fear is going to lose its hold. It's going to lose it. We're not going to wake up expecting bad things to happen. People say stuff like, oh, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Stop with that. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. And do you know that when we're mumbling, grumbling, and complaining like the children of Israel did, that's an ungrateful heart. 
there's a lot of things that we can be grateful for. There's a lot of things to be grateful for. Excuse me. There's a lot of things to be grateful for. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So when fear comes, you we know what our fears are. Oh, I'm afraid to do this. Oh, girl, I don't fly. Oh, girl, I don't drive on freeways. Oh, girl, all these things are limiting us and keeping us from being able to do what God say do. I want us to know that God cannot tell a lie. That he who promised is faithful. And God did not create us to fail. God did not set us up for failure. Therefore, let us hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering. For God is, for he who promises faithful, Hebrews 10, 23 tells us, God is faithful and he cannot tell a lie. God is faithful. You can trust him. He is not setting us up for failure. And he's going to cause all things to work together for our good, Romans 8, 28. For those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Because when we love God, we're going to walk in fellowship with God. And in order to walk in fellowship with God, we have to walk in submission to God. Remember, he said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So when we're walking in submission to God, it called, the devil has to leave our life. We can't walk with the devil and resist the devil. So today, my challenge to you is to walk in God's love and fear will have no place in us. Have confidence in God's love for you and fear will have no place in you. Fear, when we're fearing, is because we're not trusting. We can't trust God and have fear at the same time. There's no condemnation. What we have to do is find out what is that, where, what is that spirit of fear tormenting you with? Because fear is always attached to a devil's lie. Because fear is a spirit. So really what the devil is doing is he is the barrier of bad news. So a lot of times we say, well, I don't like to hang out with negative talking people. And I don't like that what the world say. Energy. Let's start with that. I don't like I don't like hanging around negative people, talking negative. But you know what? How many of you know that when we're sitting up and we're letting the devil speak negative words to our mind, we're fellowshipping with negative, a negative spirit. We're sitting there. When, when, when you get around somebody that's negative, the reason they're so negative is because they're listening to the voice of the devil. They're sitting up and they're listening to negative thoughts all day long. And that's their faith speaking. Don't, act, don't use your faith to activate your fear. We must have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because the truth of the matter is a lot of those things that the devil is tormenting us with, those are things that we need to do. Those are things that's necessary for the journey. Some of us aren't being able to step into our call because of the fear of men. We're afraid of what people are going to think. But Lord, what are they going to think? Okay, well, Lord, let me go and get my hair done first. Or let me get my makeup right. Let me get this done first. Let me do this first. And then I'll go and do this. Then I'll make a Facebook Live. Or then I'll go and stand in front of the pulpit. And then I'll do this. And then I'll do... No, that's not what he said. Lord, let me go do this first. Let me start feeling better, Lord, first. 
and then I'll go to church and then I'll do this and then I'll do that. No, the lepers were healed as they went. Some of us are healed because we're not moving. Some of us have stopped, have stopped doing ministry altogether because of fear. I, for me, the safest place in the world is in the middle of God's will. And anything done outside of faith is sin. Meaning, if when I'm, I'm not doing something that I believe in my heart that God is telling me to do, I'm just doing it because everybody else is doing it, that's sin for me. We need to pray about everything, even these vaccinations. You need to see if that's the will of the Lord for you because everybody's body ain't the same. You could have some type of reaction and it kills you. People are dying. They're not really putting it out there, but we need to pray about everything. We have to be spirit led and not flesh led. We need to know, Lord, is this good for me? Lord, is this what you're saying for me to do? The whole purpose of this Christian walk the reason the Lord put the prophet, the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, the evangelist in the church was the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, to prepare and equip people for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry, our goal as believers is to be developed so, in, so we can grow into a place and a position where we can hear the voice of the Lord and be led by the Spirit of God. When we don't know how to be led by the spirit of God, we're going to be led by the spirit of the world and we're going to be like sheep being led to the slaughter. And the Bible says that in the last days, even the elect will be deceived. But God said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. And Romans says that the sons of God are led by the spirit of the living God. As children of God, we should not be being led by the spirit of the world. We need to get in his face and consult the spirit of the living God and say, God, is this what you have for me? And I thank God I've really never been like that. I never just did stuff just because everybody else was doing it. I always had my own style. I dress how I wanted to dress. I don't care who name is on it. And even now, if I don't like it, I'm not wearing it. I don't, I don't care. If it doesn't look right, I'm not doing it. I'm not being led by the spirit of the world. If I put something on and God is not convicting me of it, it's good. That's what I'm aware. I don't care how much it costs. It could be a million dollar dress. I'm telling you, if I don't care who name is on it, if I don't like it, I'm not wearing it. If it's not, you know, that's who I am. And I am an individual. I'm going to be spirit led in everything, not just in what I wear, but the fear of man causes a snare it's keeping us from doing what God has called us to do it's keeping us from stepping out of the boat and walking on the water it's keeping us it's hindering us from being able to walk in ministry because we don't have confidence in God's love have confidence in God's love for us when we abide in God's love and God abides in us we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. When we walk in the spirit, the uh, uh, fear will have no place in us. Find out what is the counsel of God concerning you are afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of heights. Why? Really what you're saying is I'm afraid to die. Really that's what it is. And as believers, we should never be afraid to die. Believers should never be afraid to die. Yes, if we really believe that to be absent from the body is to be present from, with the Lord, we should never be afraid to die. 
Oh, grave, oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? As believers, we're not, we're not called to fear death. Our love has just not been made perfect yet because we're not fully convinced of God's love for us. There's no condemnation. Let's find out what our fear factors are. Find out what God's word says about that thing. Really, really, everything boils down to dying. I'm afraid to get on, I'm afraid of heights. Why? Because I'm afraid I'm going to die. I'm afraid to fly in airplanes. Why? Because I'm afraid the airplanes. Really what we're saying is we're afraid the airplane is going to crash and we're going to die. Everything comes back to death. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. And as believers, like I said, and we're really believing that uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We're not supposed to love our lives unto death. A lot of us are loving our lives unto death. And so we're thinking that we can protect ourselves. So we're trying to protect ourselves. But God's saying, don't even fear people who can hurt your outside body. Because they can't touch your soul. Because he's the one that has the power to send us to heaven or hell. But look at this. The fear of man causes a snare. What are they going to think if I don't do this? What are they going to think? It's the torment that's attached to the fear, which is death. Oh, I'm afraid if I don't do this. It's always something bad. Do you always, or if you're always walking around thinking something bad is going to happen, I know for a fact that spirit of fear, which they call anxiety, it, it deals with you a lot. But I have good news for you, that God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you. That whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you. And he proved his love for us. From when we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. So the, his love for me had nothing to do with me. It was because he loved me. He loved us. And we have to have com- we have to be have confidence in God's love for us. Remember, Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. When we're feeling like we're alone and we're feeling like we're by ourselves, that's when that spirit of fear can come too. When you're thinking that you're just by yourself. But Jesus said, I won't leave you comfortless. He said, I won't leave you comfortless. John 14, 18. King James Version says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Right? I will leave you with the Holy Ghost. I will leave you. I won't leave you comfortless. He will not leave us as orphans. But I will send you another comforter. And it will be the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to comfort us. He's here to comfort us. When we're feeling alone, that's an orphan spirit. Orphans, that's an orphan spirit. I will not leave you. One translation said that I will not leave you as an orphan. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yeah, a little while, and the world see me no more, but yet you see me because I will, I live, you should live also. And at that day, you should know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He would not leave us comfortless. 
He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So when you're feeling like you're alone, fear comes. When you're feeling like you're in this by yourself, that's when fear comes. But we have to remember that how can we be alone when God is everywhere at the same time? He's all-knowing. He's our Alpha and Omega. He's the art and finisher of our faith. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. That's why he's the present helping our time of trouble. He's in the trouble before we get in the trouble because he he already know what's going to happen before we know what's going to happen. I'm saying all of this because I want to exhort you, encourage you, and remind you that we can trust God's we can trust God's love for us. He's not like man. He's not going to leave us hanging. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I know uh, when I, whenever I start feeling comfortless and that spirit try to come on me of grief to try to make me feel depressed and sad about my mom, the first thing I cry, I say, Holy Spirit, comfort me. That is what I do. I could be in a grocery store or wherever. And instantly I say, Holy Spirit, comfort me. I mean, I've literally been in the short store shopping and that it would come on me and I'd be pushing a buggy and saying, oh, I miss my mom. I miss my mom. I miss my mom. And instantly I just cried and I said, Holy Spirit, comfort me. Father, you say you would not leave me comfortless. See, I call on his word. God said to bring him in remembrance of his word. Because he watched over his word to perform it. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you for real, that he who promised is faithful. And God didn't, Jesus didn't just come to die for us and to leave us and to just leave us helpless in this evil world. But he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Yes, I'm going to go on and go back to the Father, but I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit in the earth. And some of you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just ask them, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Because he said, if an evil man know how to give good gifts to his father, what more does your heavenly father? He's not going to give you a snake if you ask for something good. God is going to give you something good. Ask him, Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. Fill me. He is our comforter. I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you, my mom was my best friend. My mom died from a surgical error. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I know. That he will comfort you. You can trust God. You can trust him with your entire life. In every area of your life. And some of you are are worried and concerned about your kids but I'm telling you God loves your kids more than you do trust him with your kids Acts 16 31 said if you believe not only shall you be saved I saw my mom stand on the scripture all her kids got saved we started having church at each other's house my mom saw that and I started standing on Acts 16 31 if you find out what the word of God says about salvation for your household as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And it doesn't matter what it looked like. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because isn't that how God created the world? He called those things which be not as though they were. I'm getting ready to end it here because I'm running out of time. But what I want to say is, 
Have faith and confidence in God's love for you. And fear will have no place in you. We can trust God's love. We believe that he loved us enough to die for us. But he didn't just die for us. He didn't just redeem us. But he's here with us. His spirit is on the inside of us. And so those fear factors. Father God, we rebuke the spirit of fear. Right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak to you fear. And we command you to go. For our God loves us. It was for God so loved us that he gave his son to die for us. And we just thank you, Father God, that we are not alone. That your Holy Spirit is comforting us even right now, Lord God. And we will walk by faith. And we will allow our faith to activate your word. And we will not allow fear to activate your word. His, uh, the word. We will not activate fear with our, with our faith. We will not use our faith to activate fear. Father God, show us those areas. Show us our fear factors. And Father, we repent right now for not trusting you. We repent for not trusting you in every area of our lives. In every single area, we surrender. And we denounce anxiety. We do not call it our own. We denounce worry. We denounce doubt. We denounce sickness and disease. Everything that we say is ours that don't belong to us. We denounce it. And Father God, we say, we choose you. We choose your will, your way, and your word above our situation, above our circumstances, irregardless of what it looked like. And Father, we give you the glory. We thank you that your word, it will not return void, Father God. We thank you that we will walk by faith and not in fear. We will trust you, Father. We repent of doubting you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you guys so much for joining in on this morning's podcast. Please share this because this is going to be the key to stepping out of the boat and stepping into the ministry. This is going to be the key to our obedience, to being obedient to the will of God, the word of God, and the way of God. And we definitely got to have and experience the peace of God. We cannot have the peace of God if we're not walking in agreement with God. Okay, but if we want peace with God, we got to trust God. Because when we're not trusting God, then fear has a place. But we already cursed it, rebuked it in Jesus' name. And as of today, my challenge to you on today is is to find out what God's words say. And when that spirit of fear comes, just speak to it. I challenge you that when fear comes, I'm telling you because this is what I do. The God's word work. I tell that spirit, God loves me. And instantly the devil has to go because every time we submit ourselves to God, the devil has to flee. God's word is true. And I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys, I want to exhort you, encourage you and remind you to keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. And today, start this day being obedient by whatever it is that God is telling you to do. Don't sit around waiting. God, when this get better, then I'm going to do this. God, when this get better, then I'm... No, go. They was healed as they went. Your provisions are in the will of God. Whatever God is asking you to do, he will give you his wisdom, his favor, and his grace to do whatever he asks you to do. He will give you whatever it is that you need for the journey. And I'm ending it here. You guys be blessed and be encouraged.